Welcome to the Why God Why podcast. I am hosting alone. My name is Peter Englert. I'm here with our producer, Dave Bodie. Um, we have a special guest today, all the way from Portland, Oregon. Um, it's Savan Penn. Savan is a counselor and a life coach. He also is a blogger and an author. And uh, we're really focusing our conversation today on why am I so stuck? So we think about the past year in the pandemic, trying to make changes. It's a universal theme. We know where we want to go, um, whether that's we want to be less anxious, less worried. We might even want to have a diet. We might even want to work out a little bit more. But for all of us, it's this universal feeling of stuckness. So, Savan, I'm so glad that we're here together uh, through technology. Why don't you just take a moment and share a little bit about yourself just to introduce yourself to our audience? Sure, Peter. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, so half of the week, I, I do individual and couples counseling uh, uh, at a New Day Counseling Center. It, it's on the campus of Western Seminary, where um, I went to school uh, to become a counselor. Then the other half of the week, I work for an HMO, Kaiser Permanente, uh, out here on the West Coast, uh, where I help patients with healthy habits and behavior changes that they or their doctors are, are wanting them to do, like weight management, healthy eating, physical activity, stress management, healthy sleep, you know, quitting tobacco, things like that, helping people do what they know what they, they should do with their health. Um, and uh, like you said, sometimes you can get stuck with uh, where you want to go um, and, and not, not make the progress that you want to make. So I, I do that during the week. Well, so you're like you're a clinician in stuckness, it sounds like. So what what's your clinical definition for stuck? Well, uh, it, it's, it's actually hard to define stuck, right? Um, because when you, it's easier to know when you're in it or when you are stuck, but exactly where, why am I stuck? Where am I stuck? Um, so being stuck is a, feeling like you're not making progress you're not taking action. You're not moving um, in the direction that you want to, to head. Um, so that can be stuck with our behaviors. Um, you can also be stuck with your thoughts and your mindset. Like some folks, they can obsess and overthink and kind of freeze up um, with their, their thought life and their emotions. We can get stuck in unforgiveness or discouragement or hopelessness. Uh, so, uh, feel, uh, being stuck, isn't just like something we see It's definitely something that we feel. Um, and then the other area that we can get stuck in is in relationships. Um, in marriage counseling, we talk about patterns that we can get stuck in, um, with communication and resolving conflict. And we, and we call being stuck, like coming to an impasse, um, and then not knowing where to go, uh, from there, um. You know, as you bring that up, I, I'm just kind of really curious because I, I I think we live in a culture full of stuckness, but we also live in a culture where if it doesn't feel good, go to the next thing. And maybe that's a form of stuckness too. So mm. so like you talked about like marriage relationships. Um so I'm married. Um, you know, you could commit to doing something, um, say having like weekly meetings where you're trying to kind of chart it, where it's seemingly positive, but you can feel stuck. 
Like, mm. is this the best use of our time? And like, there's a point where it's like, you could give this up, but maybe you actually lose something. You could also give it up and you could have been at a moment of a breakthrough. So I think about working out. I think about, um, you know, dieting and exercising. Like, obviously, like stopping smoking, that's a very cut and dry, but there's certain things where it's like, is this really healthy, faithful, consistency, discipline, or am I stuck? How do you help people walk through that? Because it seems mm. like we just live on polar opposites. Yeah, that that's the the, the, the tricky point where uh, you, you've already gotten started and you're trying something new or trying something, and then you're wondering, are we heading in the right direction? Is this working? And so uh, Seth Godin, he, he talks about the, the dip. Other people call it the messy middle where, where, where you're kind of in that in-between place where you're putting in lots of effort, but you're not seeing the results. Um, so that, that is a, a, a tough spot in, in people's uh, uh, journeys. Uh, and uh, in, in terms of how to help is uh, just breaking down what's not working. Um, and, and trying to, uh, decipher, um, are, are there other things to try? Um, and, and that doesn't mean like giving up, um, and, and completely scrapping everything, but with where, how things have been, are there some small adjustments to, uh, make it more effective, more efficient, um, and, uh, yeah, and feel like not just feel that there's progress being made, but clarifying what, why are we doing this again? Like the, the, the weekly meetings with, with, you know, date night or, or, or checking in as a couple. Um, how will we know that when we meet, we're, we're doing what, uh, what we intend, um, what we're, and are we getting what we hope for? Uh, that's one way of clarifying, uh, if you're heading in the right direction. You know, so, I think what I hear you saying is like working out's a little bit easier. Um, so like stay committed to working out, but if you have to go from weight training to cycling, like that, that's a healthy adjustment as opposed to some people where it's like, no, I'm stuck. I'm just quitting. Like that's kind of what you're kind of challenging and looking at. Right. Don't, don't give up completely. Um, uh, but the behavior, uh, what we do is is a tool. So it's not necessarily the goal, mm. right? Working out, bicycling, playing basketball. Um, why? Um, and, uh, you know, is it for fun? Is it for weight loss? Is it for community? Um, is it for stress management? And so, so sometimes uh, being stuck is you're trying something that isn't actually a good fit. And you know, I've heard I'm supposed to lift weights. And then if you're just not, it's just not your thing. I can be, um, it can be, uh, boring. Um, it can be just hard to do and you probably won't stick with it if it's not, if it's not fun. Um, so shifting gears, it, it can, can definitely help, um, mm. get unstuck. That's one tool. Okay. No, I think this is really important because, um, you know, you even shared on your podcast, you're like, I tried to start a podcast before, and then there was like a couple years in between. 
And, you know, so I think it's important for us to wrestle with that. You know, when you and I first talked about stuckness, you know, we talked about this year reopening and just the whole coronavirus. And, uh, you know, I think about the politics. I think about our conversations about uh, racism here. Mm. And, and so why is identifying stuckness in a seemingly like the world's going to change? Why is it so important right now? Mm. Um, well, one thing that can help as things open up and we move into the rest of this year, it understanding how this last year has affected you or maybe even your family or your marriage or your parenting um, can help you be wiser with um, moving forward. Um, um, and that, that that's kind of vague. I'll try to get a little more specific. So the, for a lot of folks, the, the way uh, the changes with pandemic really disrupted rhythms of life. It, it disrupted, disrupted work. It disrupted school. It disrupted uh, just the natural schedule of the day for families. Um, and it really, and it disrupted uh, friendships and community and attending church and being a part of church and, and ministry. And so uh, that there, there can, it could have been really stressful. It could have um, caused a lot of conflict, conflict or affected uh, trust um, in certain relationships, or um, and so unless you deal with like how that affected you negatively, it's going to distort or potentially impair you moving forward um, as as things open up. And, and, and that's, uh, like unforgiveness or resentments or, or just kind of disconnection and, and distrust is one way that can like cause us to get stuck, um, in, in life and in relationships. That's really good. And so, I mean, I think it's important for us to focus on this. And I think what you're trying to say is, Hey, you need to reflect a little bit on the past. What are some ways or what are some underlining issues that you deal with when you counsel people? Hey, you sound really stuck, you know? And again, you, I get it why you kind of dodge the, you know, the clinical definition, the definition. of stuck, yeah. but like when you're talking with someone, what are some like signalers that you're saying, man, this person's stuck. Maybe they don't know, or they do know that they're stuck. What does that look like? Yeah. So, um, it, it plays out in a few areas. One is is, I, is emotions. So, so sometimes it's it's just kind of low level stuckness, and so it might be just kind of some apathy or just feeling kind of bored and unfulfilled at work. Um, and um, so so sometimes it's it's not uh, troubling, but there's just this sense of like ah uh, there's something off. Um, in our relationship or, or even in my own life. Um, but feeling really stuck is where you can feel really confused and frustrated uh, with life. You can feel defeated. Uh, you can feel really powerless or, or hopeless and helpless in whatever uh, situation that you might find yourself in. It might be like feeling really stuck 
with work and feeling really unsatisfied with work, um, under a lot of stress and just really unhappy. And so, uh, that, uh, feeling it emotionally, um, is, um, usually why someone would come to a counselor, uh, to, to talk, talk about it. Um, uh, go ahead, Peter. Well, no, walk us through. So like, I'm, th- I want to throw out some scenarios to you and just kind of, so I'm generally happy, but mm-hmm. every time I get an email from this person that I work with, I mm-hmm. fly off the handle. Like, okay. is that stuckness or is that like, and then I want to go through a couple scenarios. Like, how would you walk through that with oh, a counselor? Sh- sure. Sure. So that, th- that, uh, th- there's a feeling involved there, but there can also be a, a stuckness in behaviors and, uh, and, uh, there can be patterns of, of behavior. Um, and so for, for example, um, the feeling of like just irritation or rage when you see, see the name and the subject line, uh, from that person. Um, but then there could be a behavior that you get stuck in where you like avoid them and like, don't respond to, to, to them for, uh, in, in the same way that you might respond to, to someone else. Um, so you might avoid them or you might, uh, uh, get in, get stuck in a negative, uh, instead of a passive uh, avoidance, you could get stuck into a thing of like being defensive or like, uh, like cross complaint. If you're feeling attacked, attacking them back, um, um, or, uh, avoiding them in the hallway, um, not able to make eye contact next time you see them, uh, cause of the, the, their angry email. Um, so it's not just feelings. It, it, it can be behaviors too. So let, let's walk through the, cause that that's brilliant. Um, cause I've talked to a lot of people that they experience that. So let's go big picture. I'm at a job. I'm 60, 40 happy with it. So like there's a couple directions that you can go with that. Number mm. one, like is it worth it to leave to potentially become 70%, 80% happy with a job or mm. find out that I'm just going to go through the same thing? Or at what point do I say, I'm going to decide to stay at this job and I'm going to learn it? it's better to deal with the devil that I know versus the devil I don't know. And then, like, as you're thinking about this job, too, like, what's it doing? Like, do I do I wake up at least three mornings out of the week thinking, I really want to be here? Maybe two of them are just oh, bad. So I don't know. Yeah. I just. Yeah, I, 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 I love the way you describe that. Because that that is what people go through. Um, and and I've definitely had moments of that, too, my, myself. Um, that that was so much effort to just stay and, and get through the day and tolerate your job. Right. And so, um, the first thing I would say to someone in that situation is you're free to to stay and you're free to go. Mm. So if like, I don't have an agenda for people, uh, necessarily, (laughs) I, I, I try not to have too much of an agenda. Um, like for example, if my son came to me and said that, like I, I would encourage him, son, like be brave and like find another job. Um, but I, I don't usually take that approach because, uh, 
that I, you know, have to learn more about why you're feeling that way. But if you're going to stay, then let's work on being fulfilled, experiencing joy and, and satisfaction and feeling significance in staying. And then if you're thinking about leaving and want to leave, well, then let's talk about that and let's talk about what's holding you back. It's usually fear um, that, that prevents people from making a, a change um, and sticking with something that makes you unhappy, right? Mm. Because the fear is bigger than your unhappiness, right? Oh, wow. Um, and so one of my professors taught me that when the pain of staying the same uh, uh, outweighs the pain of changing, then you're going to change or at mm. least you're going to, you know, um, where you, you just can't stay in that situation any longer. You There's a sense of urgency that you have to make a change. And that's one of the ways to, to get unstuck. Um, but that's that's painful. Mm. And, and, and I want to encourage folks, like, you don't have to do that in order to change and get unstuck. There's easier ways to, to get unstuck. I, I, I love this. We're having, we're, we're, we're going to riff with this if it's okay. My, my wife's a mental oh, health yeah. counselor. So this is, okay. this is case study right now. Okay. I've been dating someone for two years. Mm-hmm. We're at this crossroad. Yes. Am I stuck in this relationship to date mm-hmm. her or him? I should say, you know, if they're, yeah. you know, people listening, um, mm-hmm. or like, am I supposed to stay? And I just, I don't want to be tied down from marriage. How do you approach mm. that one? Okay. The the first the first thing is and and it's, and I'm saying this for any friends and family who are wanting to help this couple and this person and you as a pastor is do not answer uh the question um am I stuck for other people. Mm. Because one of the things that keeps us stuck is answering asking questions and not answering them for ourselves. Mm. So this goes for being stuck. This is stuck, uh, goes for being anxious is, am I stuck? Uh, am I supposed to get married? Should, should I, uh, get engaged? Should I leave? Should I stay? And not answering the questions and waiting for someone else to answer the question for you Mm. is one way of keeping yourself stuck and not taking responsibility for your life. Mm. And, 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 and I, I guess I reflexively did that when you asked uh, for the, defen- the definition is like, am I stuck? Well, I don't know. Are you? <laughs> Are you stuck? And what is that for you? Like, what, what, what is actually going on? Right. And see, the, and this is what we, we do even in church world or maybe especially in church world is we just kind of do the behaviors that we're supposed to do. Mm. And we, we, you know, we attend church, we do our spiritual disciplines, uh, you, you know, we, we, uh, uh, run from sin. Uh, we, you know, we keep ourselves pure, you know, we, um, out, out here in Portland, they're a little looser with alcohol, um, uh, maybe than back East. I don't know where you guys are at, um, with, with that. Um, but whatever the rules are. Is like I'm following the rules, um, then I should be happy, 
uh, you know, I should have a great relationship. I should, um, you know, be doing my, my kids should be doing great if I'm doing all these things. And when life hits you and, and it doesn't work out as smoothly as you think it was promised, that is very disheartening and disillusioning. And that's where people are stuck and like, I don't know what to do. Um, and, and I'm, I'm some, sometimes it's like, I'm mad, you know, cause mm-hmm. I didn't get what was promised. Well, so let's come back. Let's say I'm yeah, not talking I'm about sorry. someone else. No, no, this is, that was really yeah. good. Um, <laughs> uh, so what do you, what questions do you ask a person? You know, cause I think a lot of okay, our listeners this, with this couple, maybe yeah, this couple. Yeah. Like, okay, okay. so this person's coming <laughs> in, they're saying, and, and even from what you just said right there, my family's pressuring, like, you know, fish or cut bait, you know, mm. I'm supposed to be mm-hmm. marrying this person. We've been dating for like three or four years. You know, I just can't, I can't get my head right. What are the questions and the things that you're asking to help them decipher that? Yeah. So, um, I, I would ask w- w- about their past because our past has a really powerful uh, influence on our our decisions and and what we um what we need or think we need and what we want and um and even in the past uh explore the 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 history of the relationship um and and often it it has to do with trust and fear Mm. And, and and whether it's relationship or like going back to the gym is do I trust the other person? Do I, or do I trust the 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 situation? Or um, so so sometimes there can be a lack of trust. So I'd I'd explore like, um, what what's holding you back? Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? How much more time do you need to? And what other questions are unanswered? At where another six months or a year would 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 give you more data to figure it out. Um, and uh, I, I'm biased. After the two three years, uh, you know, you're, you're you you pretty much know each other. Um, d- depending on the age and and you know, you know how how often you see each other. But you know that that's that's getting pretty close, right? To like you, you should probably make a call uh, around there. <laughs> um, uh, but so, so I, I, I would, uh, encourage maybe even press a little bit, um, sh- kind of stretch, um, uh, really challenge like what, what, what's going on, what's holding you back. Um, and so sometimes it's trust of the other person, um, or other situations. Sometimes it's trust in yourself. Mm. Um, like, uh, are there's a, like, are you ready? there's yours, mine and ours when we're trying to figure, sort out um, what's going on in relationships. Like what, what, what's your uh, things that you're working on and what I see in you. And then there's my stuff um, where I don't feel ready or I don't see myself as ready. Um, And so maybe I'm, I'm, I'm not ready to to propose or, or or move forward because I'm uh, lack confidence. Um, uh, or certainty in what I'm offering to the relationship. And then yours, mine, and ours, there might be some doubts or uncertainty about like us as a couple. Mm. Um, 
and that's that's not just in the present, but it's also in the future. Mm. So that's another thing that gets us stuck and confused is I don't know where I'm going. Like, mm. where are we going? And I don't have a clear uh, picture of the future. I don't have a clear mission or purpose that I'm asking you to partner with me uh, going into marriage. Um, and so sometimes that um, that can hold people back from from really committing um, uh, to that. And then uh, there's also, again, the past, sometimes uh, examples uh, from our family of origin um, or even uh, hurt uh, from previous relationships can make us uh, cynical or, or self-protective about uh, risking and, and committing uh, in, in relationship. Man, that's so good. I, I, so I want to get to the place where we're talking about how do we get out of unstuckness, but one thing you said that I, I think is just so, um, it's gold and I want you to talk about a little bit more. I don't trust myself so I can hear Mm. this, you know, Mm. I don't trust myself to work out three days a week. Mm. I, I don't trust myself to eat healthy. I don't trust myself to commit to serving. You know, I don't trust myself to read the Bible. And right. I, I think a lot of our reasoning is if I can't trust myself to do that, and then with the church and Christians, it's so much harder because it's like, we're not supposed to trust ourselves. We're supposed to trust Jesus. And there's some truth in that. <laughs> but but it, I think that's something that's powerful. Like, that's something that like keeps people from doing kind of what they know what is right. So I'll get really personal. I've talked about this a lot. Maybe fear of trust. It could have been fear, but like, I don't trust myself to save the receipts for a budget. Like, so I'm not going to take, I'm not going to take that financial class. I'm not going to learn how to do that. Um, And Uh. I did. And after I did it, I knew that it was the right thing to do, but I fought it. And so I guess, I guess, how are you walking people through that I don't trust myself. Yeah. Okay. So in in order to get ready for change, um, there there's been science, um, um, and they 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 started the science on quitting tobacco, but they also realized people walk through these stages of change when they're attempting any type of behavior that's new to them, and so there's like a pre-contemplative stage where it's like, I'm not even thinking I need to do something or make a change. And then there's the contemplative stage of change where you're wrestling with the pros and cons and the ambivalence, the mixed feelings that like, I know it's, a, it's I should do it and it would be wise and smart and helpful. But then like, I, I don't like it <laughs> um, uh, or I don't know if I can stick with it um, or I've tried that be- uh, so much going to the gym being responsible financially, I've tried it, but I failed. Mm. I have a track record of like not sticking with it. Um, so again, I don't like, I don't trust myself to, to see it through. And so the exploring what would help you feel more confident. Um, uh, so exploring confidence in yourself, exploring how important it is, um, exploring how, ready um, and able you are to do something so like some folks they're super motivated to do something but they don't know how to do it 
So if if you're ready to do it, but you're not able to do it, then you're not going to do it. Um, and some folks, well, I've got the app. I, I, I have the money to hire a CPA or, or like take, I have, I can take a class and it's free even. So I have the resources, but I'm, I'm not motivated. I'm not willing. I'm, you know, so you need to be ready, willing, and able for, in order to, to make a change. So when, when sitting down with folks, I try to explore that. How ready are you feeling to do this? How able, like competent um, you are to make the change? And then uh, how willing are you? Like how motivated are you? How important is this to you? Um, and so you got you got to line those things up. But here's the thing. Um, and, and I kind of said this earlier, like the pain of things being the same, like, oh, it has to fall apart. You have to hit rock bottom. It has to be a mess in order for you to like get your house in order. You, you know, you're fine. No, don't, don't do that to yourself. <laughs> don't make it so painful. Right. I, I, I work with uh, couples and, and, and fo- so, uh, folks that struggle with uh, un- unwanted sexual behavior and, and uh, pornography. Um, don't, don't wait until you ruin your relationship to, to, to change and do what you need to do. Um, or, or in more, more biblical or Christian terms, don't wait to repent. Like, mm. you know, listen to the Holy Spirit. If you're you're getting the conviction and the pokes on your heart that, that you need to do something and change is like, take action and, and, and do it. And that's the, le- that's a leap of faith, right? We, we want to make things so like prepare so much be- and we just want to do it in our own strength. And there's no faith required when, when you try to do things that way. And so, so sometimes it's, um, like stepping out and making changes, even though you don't think you can do it. Mm. And then like, and then you do it and then you realize like, oh yeah, I should have done this. And this was a good thing that I did this. So that sets us up. So I'm sitting with you in your counseling office. I'm like in free counseling. So this is great. So, (laughs) um, just we're recording it. Hey, Savan, I'm stuck. Mm-hmm. I, whatever the issue is. Yeah. What do I do next? Okay. The, uh, there, there'd be a few, few questions is, um, w- why do you want to change? Mm. W- one, one thing, w- why do you want to change? Is there a compelling reason why? Um, and, so, and, and why this is so important is there's going to be moments where you're discouraged mm. and, uh, and there's going to be moments where like, you know, I, I don't care. <laughs> I'm just going to do what I want to do. I, I'm just going to, I just want to feel good. I want to escape. Um, I'm tired. I'm stressed. I'm overwhelmed. But, but why? Mm. Uh, oh, he, he, so here's a tool is I want to change. I want to get better. I want to read my Bible. You know, I, I want to join a small group um, and, or a Bible study and go deeper. I want to connect with some men and get some support and get real. But I'm tired. I don't have time. Um, uh, or I've been burned in the past. Right. So, so we land there and. And then we get stuck. Mm. 
right? So one tool to get unstuck is to change um, all the challenges. Tell yourself the challenges and all the things that are hard first, but why? Land with why. So what that sounds like is I'm tired. I don't have time. I'm overwhelmed. Um, No one's helping me, but I need to get healthy. I've been burned in the past, but I know God wants me to be in church and, and connect with people and be real with people. Um, I, I don't know what to do, but Peter's a good pastor. I'll ask him. <laughs> maybe he knows. And his, and his wife is a counselor. So uh, maybe I can go out to coffee with them. You know, land in, land in why you want to change, um, why you need to change. And then get clear about, well, then um, if this is what I need to do, what I want to do, then what are the next steps? So that, that'd be next is why, then what is something that you can do, not next month, not next year, not when you're out of debt, not when you find a partner, um, um, but what next step can you do like today? like this afternoon or to, um, this weekend with whatever God is convicting you that, that, um, that you should do, or even in your, your own heart, what the, the dreams or the hopes, um, the goals that you have for your, your, your life. What's something that you can do today, this weekend? Man, um, that that's really good. I, so, you know, we've been very practical and like theoretical, um, so, uh, I, 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 what I meant is that we have, we've been more practical than theoretical, which I think is really good. Um, okay. but one thing I just kind of want to bring out. So we realize that not everybody that listens to this show is a Christian. Um, some people are deconstructing their faith. They're reconstructing mm. their faith. Um, if they've made it this far in the episode, um, I guess their question might be, and maybe my question to you is, you know, what does Christianity have to do with us understanding stuckness? Mm, yeah. Um, well, Christianity and, and the, the Bible certainly uh, describe the, the, the experience of being stuck uh, in several places. Um, the, uh, Romans is a good place uh, to, to learn more about being stuck. Um, the uh, Paul, he, he kind of describes, um, I think in Romans seven, this experience of, um, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand myself. I, I don't do what I want to do. Mm. Um, I don't do what's good. And then I do what I don't want to do. Mm. I do, uh, things that I think are sinful and he describes it well. He's like, I'm like I'm a wretched man. This is miserable. Mm. This experience, and 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 that's and that's what we uh, get to. Like when uh, we're we're feeling unhealthy, we're um, we're tired, we're exhausted. Uh, maybe we're, we've gained weight, and then like it's starting to affect our knees and and our back, and and we're just like in this stuck downward spiral. Um. 
and and we desperately want to change, but it, it just don't know how um, or um, just don't have the energy and willpower and motivation to do it. And I that's, um, you know, one of the beautiful things about the gospel um, and, and the Christian story is that we don't rescue ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't save ourselves. And uh, we, we, we ask for help from, from God. And then God has structured the world um, and the human existence to be a part of a family, um, a part of a body where you don't go through life by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you are in places uh, where, where you're stuck, you, you're stuck, you have people to mentor you, to come alongside you, to minister to you, to help you grow and live an abundant life. Um, I think that's one of the things that, that, um, uh, it, it, it's, it seems paradoxical, Peter, I, Mm -hmm. I, um, that Jesus said that like came to have, give you, um, peace and life and, um, and an abundant life, but then also that you're going to experience trials and tribulation, um, and, and persecution, persecution in this life too. Um, and the, uh, it helps to have like realistic, healthy expectations about what the Christian experience and what life is about, um, and not get thrown by that. So when was the last time that you felt stuck and walk us through how you got out of it? Yeah. Um, if I'm going to be honest, like I, I've, there's been moments this week that I felt stuck. Um, and, uh, but, uh, I've been at my, my day job for last month was 21 years. Wow. And, uh, when I started, I thought I was going to be there for like three or five years. And so there's been moments where I thought, wow, like I, I feel stuck. Like this is, um, this isn't necessarily what I was planning or wanting life to look like or or be. And what I, what I found to be helpful is that there's things that we can't control, Mm -hmm. um, with our circumstances, but, I'm going to change the way I show up. Um, I'm going to change my expectations and um, what I believe is possible in the circumstances, which I don't feel is ideal to, to make the most of it and, and, and make it so that regardless of what other people are doing, I'm going to have fun. I'm going to enjoy um, the, the, the work that I do. And, um, uh, so th- that helps, um, uh, with feeling stuck in, in work situation, um, for COVID I'm an extrovert. I was miserable the first three months, <laughs> you know, um, the, uh, my wife, she's an, a very introverted. She was happy as a clam. Um, the, so one thing that helped me with feeling stuck 
uh, last year is uh, I I like variety. Um, I, I I just like learning. Um, I, I like um, uh, creativity, like creating new ideas. So um, just having fun and continuing to learn um, is, is one of the, the ways that I keep from getting stuck and uh, having a sense of growth and progress, uh, learning more about trauma and the effect of our past um, on, on people's, uh, you know, individuals and couples. That has been something that uh, uh, keeps me going, keep, uh, keeps me, uh, hopefully keeps me young. Like I still feel like a rookie, still, still feel like I'm a beginner with so much, um, with a counseling world, but, but also just spiritually, like, like in this season, I'm like trying to learn more about deconstruction and reconstruction and, and how to, um, come alongside people who are struggling, uh, with that, um, the the this world is so amazing you know and that that's why i was so glad to to come on and and talk to you about being stuck because some some other words that that uh, the scripture describes being stuck in is being blind mm. or being asleep or being dead and being in bondage and god offers freedom God offers light and hope and life. Um, and, you, you know, when you find your thing, when you find your people, when you're the things that hold you back, you get free from that um, and you connect with your passion and your purpose. Like life gets, uh, gets, gets a lot more enjoyable and fun but also just that deep sense of peace and purpose that no matter your circumstances you're you're doing what you sh- like what you were made to do mm. Mm. um and and i believe that god gifts us um spiritually so that we all can have a sense of that in church community and in the lives of other people whether it's our family our um or friends uh, our, our, our local community, uh, geographically mm-hmm. or in our church community, like everybody, um, ha- has significance and value and worth. Each of us have a, a, uh, something that we uniquely contribute to this world and to the lives of others. And once you understand that or are, and are taking action on that, you won't feel stuck. Mm. There'll be moments where you're tired and discouraged, but resting, healing up from the dings of like doing ministry or, um, because it, because it is hard, but then going back to, oh yeah, this is, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Uh, that, that'll unstick you. Man, that's a great place to just end with our last question. Um, you know, so the question is, is what does Jesus have to do with this topic? And um, so, Savan, uh, I usually have a co-host here. I'm doing this solo. So this is you and me having coffee. Um, yes. So I'm going to answer this question first, and then mm. you get to answer the question, because whatever I say wrong, um, just kind of like my wife, you'll just clean it up, you know, help the pastor out. 
Oh uh, no, Pastor! I'll, I'll be doing your uh, doing amens here. <laughs> hopefully. So, um, so what does Jesus have to say about feeling stuck? Um, I go to a story. Uh, I believe it's in the Gospel of John. There's this man that's sitting by the pool of Siloam, and Jesus asks him, "Like, do you want to be healed?" And his mm. first response is. Um, I can't get into the pool because it was believed that if you could get into the pool when um, it started bubbling up, that all of your infirmities would be healed. And he he was so focused on that one solution that he didn't realize that Jesus would later on say, pick up your mat and walk. And mm-hmm. I just wonder how often, you know, we're walking through life and we're, we're stuck in the sense of we only see things through one frame. And Jesus mm. is saying, like, that's not the only way. And just kind of listening to this, a lot of being stuck, what I'm hearing from you is, how are we reframing our present right now? We're we're more concerned with the behaviors. We're more concerned with the decisions. But it's reframing it so that we can see it correctly. Mm, I love that. And I love that story. Mm. Um, so much, uh, of our Christian experience, uh, unfortunately is like what you should do mm. and then figuring out what I should do. And then I don't do anything until I'm sure of what I should do. And, uh, it, it's paralyzing perfectionism, you know, fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of judgment, um, and criticism. And, Jesus says, follow me, follow me as a person, mm. right? You, you, like you said it beautifully, Peter, he's offering himself. Um, and we, like it's our dreams and our hopes are, are sometimes like small. Um, and, and we ask for the wrong thing. Um, we don't ask for our entire life, uh, to be transformed or, or just safe and secure in, God's grace and God's love. Um, I, 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 I'll, I'll say this. What, what does Jesus say about being stuck? He, he came to show who God is. Like we we already had the 10 commandments. We already had like what we should do. He, he came to, to give us a relationship, um, so habits, um, healthy habits, be, psychology, behavior science, um, mindset, you know, like workout plans and, and, and meal plans, those are all good tools. But, but really, so much of getting unstuck is connection. Connection with God, knowing that you are loved um, and not alone in the things that you are trying to, to change and heal and grow in. That's what Jesus offers. Wow, that is a great place to close. Uh, Savan, you have your own website. Is it savanpen.com or? Yes, that's it. And uh, he started a podcast. I'm going to get these three uh, C's wrong. You tell me. So it's coaching, counseling, and Kurt, or is that what your podcast? The, 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 those are the three. So uh, courage. Courage. Coaching and counseling. There you go. So you're going to have to check it out. It took me a while, Peter, to get that. <laughs> <laughs> so 
totally get it. Yeah. It, it's all good. So make sure you follow him there. Uh, don't miss an episode. Go to whygodwhypodcast.com. Uh, subscribe. Maybe that's your one step today not to get stuck um, to take that step. So thank you so much for joining us, Savan. Have a great day. Yeah.